Hello. Thanks for connecting to the teachings of Prophet Lovi Elias. May you be blessed by this teaching and may your life never be the same. To get the most value from this word, empty your heart and be ready to receive. If you have been impacted by this ministry and want to sow into it, please visit prophetlovi.com or revelationchurchla.org. Now here's our prophet, Dr. Lovi Elias. God bless you all. This is Prophet Dr. Lovi Elias, and I am extremely excited about today and what we're going to learn. And I believe that through it, the Lord Jesus will be glorified and our lives will never be the same again. So I want you as much as you can to share this and, and um, let somebody know that we are alive and I believe that uh, God will be glorified through it. So if you are here, uh, let somebody know, grab your Bible and be ready to take notes because this is going to be extremely beautiful. It's going to be amazing. And I believe that our lives will change for the better. I love Revealed because we get to talk about things that you think about, but you don't get an opportunity to hear about. So... The reason why I'm going to teach this is because uh, it, I feel like Christians who are supposed to be knowledgeable about a lot of things don't seem to be knowledgeable about them. And us being children of the living God, the Bible says that we should not be ignorant of the devil's devices. But I have come to discover that Christians are fighting more Christians than they are fighting the devil. What is demonic, they don't fast, they don't pray, they don't make posts, they don't go after it. But what is saving souls, they seem to be battling against it to the point of even going against the word of the Lord Jesus. Now, the Lord Jesus settled this matter, but it seems like the church still doesn't get it. So my prayer is that what we talk about today will touch you, will touch those who are next to you for your eyes to be opened so that you can understand what is of God and what is of the enemy. Many of you have fallen into the trap of the enemy because everything you judge, you judge by its outward appearance. You will see something and you will conclude that it looks like this or it is like this without actually the ability to sit down, examine the word of God, know the word of God, and then from that make a conscious decision of what is right and what is wrong. Mm. Now, we are so lost as the church when it comes to spiritual life and spirituality to the point that we don't even understand what discernment is. Mm. I am not going to teach about discernment today, but I am going to highlight some things that I believe will be helpful for your spirit to be unlocked in order to walk with God in a profound and deep dimension. I always hear Christians say, use discernment. Mm -hmm. But what they're trying to say is use wisdom. Mm. 
Because wisdom analyzes, discernment doesn't. Wow. Discernment is making decision based off what your spirit has been informed by the Holy Spirit without any logical thinking. So if you have to think about it, it is not discernment. If you have to feel about it, it is not discernment. Wow. That's good. That's good. So anybody that tells you use discernment, they don't know what discernment is. Because discernment is automatic. Discernment is automatic. Discernment does not need, does not need interpretation. Discernment does not need to be used. It is already functioning because it is a part of your spirit's manifestation. Mm. Or let me say it again. It is a part of your spirit's rebirth in Christ or reborn or regenerated spirit's natural reaction. Discernment is not something you sit down and you say, well, Matthew chapter this and this says this. So if this does not align with Matthew chapter this and this, then this is not of God. I am using discernment. No, you are analyzing using wisdom, not discernment. Wow. That is not what discernment is. That is using wisdom, using understanding of scripture and making an informed decision based off scripture. Discernment has nothing to do with that wow. at all. Listen to me, hmm? at all. Why? Because discernment is a spiritual gift. Jesus. It is not the ability of the soul to analyze. Hmm. So somebody will look at a young man like me, look at my hair, look at my tattoos, look at how I dress, and they'll be like, I just feel in my spirit is not from God. You made that decision in, you made that decision based off going to church all your life, seeing people with suits and ties with big beards saying, and the Lord shall say, <laughs> that is what you're making on, decisions Bible. off. Because if you look in scripture, none of the things you're making the decisions based off are actually in scripture. So true. So They're true. not even supported. So true. Is somebody making uh, a, Making sense of what I'm saying or is somebody understanding? Yes, yes. An example is this. Everybody always says like, you know, uh, men shouldn't have long hair. Mm-hmm. That is not true. They actually misquote Paul. They will say, well, Paul said, if you look in nature, don't you see that it's not right for a man to have long hair? But if you look in nature, a lion is a male lion. Is, is the male, and he has more hair than the, than the lionesses. Yeah. So yeah. is he really talking about nature, or what is he talking about? If you read the chapter, you will understand what Paul is trying to say. But they've narrowed it down to mean that if you have long hair, it is a sin. There is nothing like that. Samson was a Nazarene. Do you know what Nazarene's condition was? Don't cut their hair. Samson had long hair, Jesus had long hair, Moses. Every every Nazarene, Mm. part of their covenant with God is you had to keep hair, don't touch hair. So is God contradicting himself? 
God never made a law of that. Moses never made a law of that. Wow. Nobody ever made a law of that. People will say, well, you know, tattoos are a sin. If you read the same chapter in Deuteronomy, it says, don't cut your hair on the sides. If you are a man, you have ever had a lineup, you're sinning. It's just as bad as having tattoos. If that's what you want to go by. Come on. But if you read it, it's talking about don't do these things for the dead. Don't do it for divination. Don't mark your bodies for this. Don't mark your bodies for that. For I am the Lord. But people nitpick what they want because they think it is discernment. Yet it is foolishness. Come on. So good. If you have ever had a lineup where you had to cut the sides of your head a little bit, ooh, I look sharp today, uh, uh, you, you are just as bad. Do you see all these things happen because you are looking for a picture that God has not put out, but man has put out. Wow. Do you understand what I'm saying? Naz, Naz, even John the Baptist was a Nazarene. That's why he never drank alcohol. He never touched because that was a condition given to the Nazarenes. Are, are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. So if God also, the Bible says, if we are to be saved only by the law, then what is the point of grace? So good. If salvation comes by the law, then what is the point of grace? Mm-hmm. But all these things, they put together because it is the law and the image of man in their generation. If you took somebody from the time of Jesus and you put them now in our church, they'll be very confused. Because traditionally, the temples were men were on one side, women were on one side. Today, if you come to our churches, we are all mixed up. If you took somebody from the time of Jesus who said, this is wrong Mm -hmm. according to their tradition, not according to God. Mm -hmm. So don't confuse. Don't confuse the law of man and the laws of God. So I'm just trying to show you that many people think they have discernment but they don't have discernment. They're using logic, Mm. not even based on scripture, but based on information they grew up with. Right, help us. Is this making sense so far? Yes. Yes. Now, the Lord Jesus said this. He said, a kingdom divided amongst itself shall not stand. Satan cannot cast out Satan. That in itself should make a lot of Christians keep their mouth shut when they see a demon being cast out. When they see somebody getting healed. Because that only testifies that Jesus is Lord, he has reason, and he is powerful. Mm -hmm. Amen. But if you fight and combat somebody that is casting out devils, ministering to people and bringing them to salvation... And you say they are of the devil because you feel like it, not because actually scripture supports you. You are actually being used by the devil. Jesus. What is witchcraft? And this is just an introduction. I haven't gone into what I want to teach. What is witchcraft? Witchcraft 
is manipulating people to go according to your narrative. The manipulation of people using any means to direct them and to move them in the way that you want. Mm, wow. That is witchcraft. Mm -hmm. The ability to make somebody go into a narrative that you want, wow. it is witchcraft. Witchcraft operates from the, from the enemy's spirit and not the spirit of God. So witchcraft can never lead somebody to salvation. Those two things. So if I am a pastor and I want to convince you that that pastor is not of God, I am using witchcraft. <laughs> and the spirit behind me is not from God. Jesus. If I am a believer and I want to convince you that my church is the only church, I am using witchcraft because I want my narrative to direct you. So good. Teaching good. There is a lot of people in church that are in witchcraft they don't even know. Mm. The worst witchcraft is when you are unconsciously a witch and you don't know. It is better to be a witch that we know you're doing juju. We can cast out that demon. But when you are an unconscious witch, it is worse. A man of God shouldn't look like that. Where did the Bible write the description of an appearance of a man of God? Come on. That means you're trying to impose what you want and how a man of God should look according to you, not according to God. That is witchcraft. So today I wanna, I, I've taken about 13 minutes just laying the ground for you to understand where we're going. Amen. Now, a lot of people are confused and I don't blame them for their confusion. A lot of people are confused, but I don't blame them for their confusion. Some people wonder, is Prophet Lovi using the prophetic? Is it divination? Or is it a familiar spirit? I am going to break this down for you so that you're never confused again. Yeah. If you ever see a prophet, whether they are calling themselves a prophet or whether they are a prophet indeed, you will be able to know based on information, not just discernment. Amen. Because not everybody has grown up to the place whereby they can use discernment. <laughs> Rather, where discernment is automatic. That is why God has given us the spirit of wisdom and knowledge and understanding. The Bible says in all you're seeking, seek what? Understanding. Know how things work. If you just 
are operating off discernment, many times you cannot explain what you want. Because it is a reflex of the spirit. But when you have understanding, you can also break it down for somebody in order for an individual to understand what is being communicated. So do you guys want us to start with familiar spirit or divination and then to the prophetic? Maybe divination, right? Yes, yes. Okay. Uh, Can somebody just, before I speak, can you just find the description of divination from the Webster Dictionary or whatever? Any one of you. I want, to sh- I want to go so deep into this. What is divination? How far can divination go? Yes. The practice of seeking knowledge of, of the future or the unknown by supernatural means. One more time. The practice of seeking knowledge of the future or the unknown by supernatural means. The seeking of knowledge of the unknown, meaning hidden spiritual mysteries of the future by spiritual or supernatural means. Supernatural doesn't mean of God. Do you get what I mean? Supernatural just means not natural. Super, not natural. So, by divination, you don't know where a person came from. Divination can only know future things and hidden knowledge. It does not have an account of the secrets of the heart. Wow. Or past information concerning somebody. It can only know what kind of somebody you're dealing with. Jesus. Is this making sense so far? Yes. Let me help you understand. Amen. Let's go to the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Jesus. <laughs> Acts chapter 2. Uh, uh, no, 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 sorry. I went to the wrong phone should be here Uh, it's actually in acts i believe i love you jesus acts 16 acts chapter 16 from verse 16 acts chapter 16 from verse 16 and it came to pass as we went to prayer Mm. a certain damsel possessed with the spirit of divination met us, which brought her masters much gain by saying. Stop right there. Mm. There was a damsel possessed, meaning this spirit had taken control of her. She did not want to do these things, but this spirit controlled her and made her do these things. And her masters made a lot of money because of her ability to predict the future. Keep going. The same followed Paul and us and cried, saying, These men are the servants of the Most High God, which shew unto us the way of salvation. Stop right there. Notice this. The woman with that spirit.
spirit inside of her. She saw Paul. And who was he with? And Silas, I believe. It was Paul, Paul and Silas, right? It was Paul and Silas, yes. He saw Paul and Silas. And the spirit recognized them. And the spirit began to say, these are the men that will show us the way to salvation. So the information the spirit of divination was giving was accurate. Just like the same demons, just like demons who possessed the man who could not be held down. When the man saw Jesus, he ran to Jesus and recognized Jesus and said, you are the son of the living God. Notice that demon knew that Jesus is the Messiah before men knew that he was the Messiah. Sheesh. Being recognized by an evil spirit is protocol because they are supposed to submit to the power of God. Wow. Do you get what I'm saying? Yes. So if you are not discerning of spirits, what is discerning? Discernment. Discernment is the ability to differentiate between spirits. Discernment does not work with physical matters. That is the lowest place of discernment. But discernment makes a distinction between spirits. That is why it's called discerning of spirits. One day I will teach of it, not today. Amen. Amen. Is this making sense so far? Yes. So, the spirit in that woman, this young lady, was actually announcing to people that these guys will lead us to God. Notice the spirit did not say, I can lead you to God. The spirit testified who could lead you to God. So notice the spirit did not have a fight with Paul. But the reason why the spirit did not have a fight with Paul is because he did not want Paul to have his radar on it. Because if Paul saw it, Paul would cast it out. So the only protection the demon had was let me camouflage myself as part of the team so that I am not cast out. Wow. You're teaching. Is this making sense so far? Complete sense. If you're here, just let me see some fires on the screen. That way I will know that you're here. (laughs) Wow. Is this making sense so far? Yes. So if you don't have discernment, some men of God like the, oh, you are a real man of God, and God, uh, God is with you. If you don't have discernment, it may be a demon praising you so that you don't cast it out. Mm. Wow. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) But what do we learn from this? The spirit of divination is focused on future events mm-hmm. and secrets of the unknown. It doesn't really have the means of going into the past. 
Now, how can the, the question now will be is, how does the spirit of divination know future events? Right? Yeah. That's a good question, or maybe people are not asked. I don't, I don't hear. Maybe the online people. <laughs> Demons like to flatter people. So if you're not wise, you may be flattered into destruction. Okay, who wants to know how the spirits of divination we do. We all do. can know Help the future? Us, Help us. The way spirits of divination know information is you have to understand where spirits live. We function in a third dimension. The world of men is in the third dimension, right? 3D. That's why when you go to movies, you watch 3D movies, it looks so real. Mm. Like you are there, they throw a rock, you want to dodge it, right? <laughs> it's because your eyes are seeing it as if your brain now is confused. Is this happening in real life or is it on a screen? Right? The fourth dimension is beyond our physical reach. But it is the dimension where your soul interacts with the unknown. This is the dimension where you can feel things, you can sense things. You have, there is an emotional effect on your physical body because your soul functions from the fourth dimension because your soul is not tangible. It is immaterial, but it's still nevertheless Material. Yeah. Right? Right? Right. Yeah, right. In the fifth dimension is where all spirits gather. This is now what we call the spiritual realm. In the fifth dimension, whatever God wants to happen on earth, has already been released in the fifth dimension. So spirits that are functioning in the fifth dimension know what is about to happen on earth. Jesus. This is how Herod knew that Jesus was born. Wow. So they even could measure how old he would be. He cannot be older than two years old. So let's kill all babies under two years. Mm. When Moses was born, Egyptian wizards, sorcerers, those who operated with divination, already knew that the children of Israel will be delivered out of Egypt. Mm. When that leader is born, we need to kill him in order to keep them. But notice the time that they knew that the children of Israel will be released. When that prophecy came forth was the same time God prophesied to them, telling them by Joseph 
that you will be in Egypt for this amount of years, then I will deliver you. So when God released this information, the demons and the angels both are like new. Wow. I'm talking to the wrong people. Are you talking to us? This is so good. Jesus. The devil attacks you because in the realm of the spirit, when your blessing has left heaven, it goes into the spiritual realm first. So the devil knows that you're about to be blessed. So he will attack you physically to distract you, to move you out of the way so that you don't touch what has been released for you spiritually so you will be distracted by bills you'll be distracted by sickness you'll be distracted by this by that yet your blessing is just lingering in the spiritual realm because his goal is to make sure you don't touch it wow he can't do anything about it he can't steal your blessing but he can distract you from getting your blessing Oh, I wish somebody could hear me. We're hearing you. I wish somebody could hear me. So whenever God releases a word, it is flowing in the realm of the spirit. Whoever is aware of that word can make use of it. So if a demon is aware of it, a demon will fight you. If you're not aware of it, it is easier to be distracted of it. So when Jesus is born, before Jesus is born, Herod is already looking for Jesus. Where is this boy? Notice the Magi or the three wise men are coming from the east looking for where Jesus is because they saw something. The Bible says they saw his star. Wow. Wow. They even knew the location of where Jesus was. So they traveled. The Bible doesn't tell you the Magi were Christians. They, were not, they didn't practice Judaism. But they knew where Jesus was. They were men of God. They even brought him the right gifts because they knew he was a king. How did they know? Wow. <laughs> because they were men of the spirit. Jesus. They are men that walked with God. So the same information that the wizards of Herod had was the same information the Magi had. The people in the country have no idea, but the wizards and the men of God know. (laughs) So Jesus is in a manger somewhere. Now here's the beautiful thing. Are you ready for this? Yes. Divination can have a general idea of the future, but not specifics about the future. Wow. They knew Jesus was born. They knew he would be a great leader. They didn't know that he was a savior, but they knew he would be a great leader, which is still accurate, right? But the Magi did not only know, because these men operated prophetically, they did not just see his star, but they were led by the Spirit of God. They knew the exact manger where Jesus was. 
They knew the exact location and they even knew not to go back to Herod. They were told, don't go back to him. Go to your country using another way. Don't go back to them. Satan can have a general idea about you, but he will never have specifics about you. Amen. Because the matters of the heart are only known by God because God is the only one that searches the hearts of men. That's so good. A demon cannot know what is in your heart. But he can program you to think something in your heart and when he brings it up, you think that he knows your heart. But in reality, the only one that can examine and test the heart of man is God. Jesus. Oh, I wish there were, you see, we are over a thousand people on YouTube, but if there was more thumbs up, I think we'll praise God more, but maybe I should stop. More thumbs up, more thumbs up. Let's read a few more scriptures. Is it okay? Yes. Is it, is it fine? Yes. Is this blessing you? I, I hope yes. it is. Yes, 100%. <laughs> I, I feel like other people are not enjoying it. They're just staring me down. <laughs> We're shocked. <laughs> okay, actually finish reading the, the, the scripture before I give another one. Mm-hmm. Finish reading Acts 16 from 16. Mm. Yes. Yeah. And this did she many I'm sorry. And this did she many days, but Paul being grieved turned and said to the spirit. Notice she was saying good things but Paul is grieved. He did wow. not say he was emotional. I command thee in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her and he came out the same hour. Notice Paul knew it was a demon speaking speaking. Not based on emotion, not based on what she was saying, mm-hmm. based on spiritual discernment. Mm. So when he spoke to the girl, he never judged the girl's appearance. Mm-hmm. He never judged the way the girl is. Oh, he specifically boy. addressed the spirit behind the girl. Some of you are trying to determine the prophet is false because he's wearing gold, nice shoes. He has dreadlocks. No, you are lost. You are not even spiritual. That's <laughs> the wrong thing. Drops mic. Jesus. Is somebody listening to me? Yes. yes. You know, there are, certain, there are certain things that I could teach that I will never teach. Let me not say never. But I would teach to specific people because I understand your spiritual maturity because there are certain things that are not for everybody because not everybody has, a mat- has matured to the place that the mysteries and the secrets of God can be given to them. Mm. So good. Is somebody listening to me? Yes. yes. Somebody capturing this? Yes. yes. We can't be over a thousand people and we have, uh, we have like 600 th- 644 thumbs up. That's an insult to God. I think I'm going to go offline. I haven't done that in a while. I think yes. I should. I better get them thumbs up. I think I should. No huh? This might be the time, right? I agree with you because they're taking this for granted. Come on, work on. Listen. I, and they're taking this for granted because it's yeah. true. I, I agree yeah. with you, Auntie Maya. You know, I think... I think <laughs> the disrespect. Okay, all right. Oh, oh. 
So, <laughs> so divination, divination, when you go to these psychics, that's why I say psychics are so beneath me. They're not even in the same league with me. They can't even try, you know, or any true prophet of God because they're using divination. Little children stuff. We are working with the almighty God. Amen. Amen. So I want you to understand this by the spirit of God. I want you to understand this. Divination is the consulting of spirits to know the future or secret knowledge of the spirit. That's why you find a lot of people who think they're enlightened. You realize that they're in so much darkness. They are so woke that they're asleep. <laughs> That's a bar. <laughs> is this making sense yeah, so far? Yes. <clears throat> what is a familiar spirit? Mm. Let's talk about familiar spirits for a second. Amen. Amen. I hope I have enough time because, you know, revealed is very short so that you have time to rewatch the videos over and over and over again. But I, I, I'm going to try to move quick. What is a familiar spirit? Because I hear people saying all the time, ah, he's using a familiar spirit, he's using a familiar spirit, he's using a familiar spirit, he's using a familiar, familiar, familiar spirit. (laughs) 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 What is a familiar spirit? Let's start with the word familiar. Mm -hmm. A familiar spirit is a spirit that has been in somebody's family for a long time. It is not a description of the kind of spirit. It is stating the condition or the relationship of the spirit and the individual. Is this making sense so far? Yes. A familiar spirit is a spirit that has been with somebody for so long, passed down to another person, passed down to another person, passed down to another person. That is what we call a familiar. It is familiar to the individual. Not to others, but to that individual. That individual has had a long-term relationship. Not a short-term relationship. A long-term relationship with that spirit. A spiritual husband can be a familiar spirit. Migraines that have been passed down from generation to generation to generation can be a familiar spirit. Wow. But in this context of the scriptures, a familiar spirit in the context of the scriptures usually has to do with a spirit that a human being is operating with primarily to consult the dead. Wow. Wow. Making sense so far? Yes. Consultation of the dead in wanting to know the future or hidden mysteries of the spirit. It's similar 
to the spirit of divination, but divination is stuck only with the future. But a familiar spirit can make somebody supernatural because that spirit will assist the person, not only in spiritual knowledge, not only in, in what the Bible calls um, necromancy, the consulting of the dead, but also in supernatural acts in order to look powerful. Usually people with familiar spirits end up becoming wizards or sorcerers mm. or witches. Mm-hmm. Make sense so far? Yes. A familiar spirit. Okay, how many people used to watch Chris Angel? Yeah, yeah, don't, don't, don't deny it. <laughs> we know you're born again. <laughs> or other people that will do Super, many of them use tricks, honestly. Mm. But there are some that do crazy stuff where they, you know, they will be able to manipulate this, manipulate that, do this, do that. Familiar spirits are helping them do that because they have developed a long-term relationship with that spirit. Wow. They offer that spirit certain things and that spirit does certain things with them mm. and things like that. They, have, they are bound to that spirit and wow. they cannot shake that spirit off unless they are delivered by the Lord. Wow. Wow. Yes. Is is this making sense so far? Yeah. Now, when King Saul was rejected by God, can we find that? Can you find that for me, please? When he asked them to find a woman with a familiar spirit. Let's go deep into this thing. Can we go deep into it? Amen. Yeah. Let's go deep into it. Let's go a little deeper. God is beautiful. God is beautiful. Uh, People say, what is a monitoring spirit? There is no demon called a monitoring spirit. (laughs) Every spirit is looking at what is happening. The Bible says, God asked the devil, where have you been? Walking two and four upon the earth. All demons are always looking at what is happening. So there is no such thing. Imagine a demon's job is just to watch you. (laughs) Christians have come up with all terms of everything. Me, I'm shocked. Us who can see. (laughs) We don't talk about these things where people monitoring spirit. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Let's have you read this one. Okay. 1 Samuel uh, 28, verse 7. Mm -hmm. Then Saul said unto his servants... Seek me. Actually, start before when Saul prayed and tried everything to see uh, if God will speak to him. Because, you know, you people forget that Saul had a prophetic impartation. He was imparted by his spiritual father, Samuel. When he dishonored Samuel, God rejected him. He still understood the prophetic ways. But that is why I always tell people this. It is not about how do I prophesy. I teach you to have a relationship with God so that mm. now when I teach you how he speaks, when he speaks, you know that he's speaking. But Amen. if you don't have a relationship with him, it doesn't matter if you know his language. He's not talking to you. Makes no sense. So good. That is why I am always focused in teaching you how to love Jesus. Walk after Jesus. Love to be with Jesus. Understand his ways. 
and then also teach you the prophetic because the how-to doesn't matter if he doesn't want to talk. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's so good. That's so good. Go ahead. Uh, verse six. Mm -hmm. And when Saul inquired of the Lord, mm -hmm. the Lord answered him not. When Saul inquired of the Lord, it means Saul knew how to inquire. He didn't pray. Wow. <laughs> he inquired of the Lord. There's a difference between inquiring and praying. Wow. He inquired. When we prophesy, we know how to inquire. That's why we know things. Wow. <laughs> Some of you just pray. Indeed. Keep Indeed. going. Now look at how he did it. Look. Okay. Um, neither by dreams. He inquired. He never received an answer by dreams, meaning he knew how to dream a dream. Nor by Urim. No, by Urim, he knew how to cast lots like the ones in the New Testament. When they were going to choose a new apostle to replace Judas, the Bible says they cast lots and picked and then a new apostle was appointed, right? Mm -hmm. They prayed and then cast lots. Mm -hmm. But you also see that when Jesus was on the cross, they cast lots to know who will get his garment. Mm -hmm. But if you also know Juju people, they take seashells Cast lots and tell you the future. Wow. Ah, you guys missed it. Aish. Everything they do, they copied us. Mm -hmm. Wow. <laughs> but we can't tell you these things because if we tell you, if we tell you, mm -hmm. you will think that we are juju people. I don't need to cast lots. That's for, notice that was the second option. When he inquired of the Lord, the Lord refused to speak to him. Mm -hmm. He tried to dream a dream. The Lord refused to speak to him. All the spiritual means failed. Then he tried the physical. <laughs> Keep going. Nor by prophets. He even went to prophets. Prophets refused to speak to him. <sighs> he tried to speak to God. God said, no, I'm not talking to you. You dishonored my servant. Not talking to you. He tried to dream a dream. God said, no, I'm not talking to you. He tried to use Urim. This is what the high priests used. God said, no, I am not talking to you. He went to the prophets. The prophets said, no, we're not talking to you either. No, you dishonored Samuel. We're not talking to you. Yeah. These are the same prophets that he met when Samuel told him, take this, you will meet the prophets and then you will prophesy. Mm -hmm. And then people looked at him and said, wow, is this Samuel that prophesied this way? Do you remember that? Mm -hmm. <laughs> the prophet said, no, we are not talking to you. So after he tried every way, he was like, huh. Keep going. What did he say? Then said Saul mm -hmm. unto his servants, Seek me a woman that hath a familiar spirit mm -hmm. that I may go to her and inquire of her. And his, Keep going. and his servant said to him, behold, there is a woman that hath a familiar spirit at Endor. Mm -hmm. So he says, yo, I need to find a woman with a familiar spirit because that is my only gate to the spiritual realm. Wow. I've tried all the ways Jesus. that are godly and there is no way for me to access the spiritual realm. 
You see, you Christians are here. You, you, who lied to you, you can just get to the spiritual world. Mm. I'm just going <laughs> to seek God on my own. Keep going. <laughs> Doesn't work. Yeah. Sorry. So Saul had driven out people with a familiar spirit. So he inquired and he said, Yo, find me a woman with a familiar spirit so that I may inquire of her. I said, okay, there's one woman at a place called Indoor that we can go to. Keep going. And Saul disguised himself uh-huh. and put on other raiment. Mm-hmm. And he went and the two men with him. Mm-hmm. And they came to the woman by night. Uh-huh. And he said, I pray thee, divine unto me by the familiar spirit and bring me him up whom I shall name unto thee. Notice, what did I tell you? Familiar spirits have access to the spirits of the dead. But there is a trick in there. A lot of pastors try to jump over this place and they have created theories about this scripture. Listen, I will always tell you the truth of what is written on scripture. Amen. I will even tell you how this woman managed to do what she, she did. Mm. I won't tell you the secrets behind it, but I will explain to you. A lot of pastors have said, oh, that wasn't Samuel, that wasn't this. That is a lie. Mm-hmm. That's not what the Bible says. Let's not try to rewrite scripture. Amen. Amen. I will tell you the truth. Amen. Is that okay? Yes. Listen to this. So he said, divine for me by the familiar spirit whom I will call, whom I will name for you. You have to bring them up. Meaning this particular person had mastery of interacting with the dead. So, keep going, and then I will, I will intervene somewhere. Uh-huh. Verse 9. Mm-hmm. And the woman said unto him, Behold, mm-hmm. thou knowest what Saul hath done, mm-hmm. how he hath cut off those that have familiar spirits, mm-hmm. and the wizards out of the land. Mm-hmm. Wherefore, then layest thou a snare for my life? So call- why are you trying to get me killed, man? Mm. The wizards are gone. Everybody is gone with familiar <laughs> spirit. Why are you trying to set me up? Keep going. Uh, to cause me to die. Uh-huh. And Saul swear to her by the Lord saying. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Somebody with a familiar spirit is swearing by the Lord. <laughs> wow. Keep going. As the Lord liveth, there shall no punishment happen to thee for this thing. Uh-huh. Keep going. Then said the woman, whom shall I bring up unto thee? Mm-hmm. And he said, bring me up Samuel. The woman didn't know which Samuel he was talking about. He didn't know who this guy was. He said, just bring me up Samuel. Hmm. Keep going. <laughs> and when the woman saw Samuel, she cried with a loud voice. When the woman saw who? Samuel. Samuel. Not a demon, not a spirit pretending to be. She saw Samuel. Mm-hmm. She saw the prophet. <laughs> you see, there are spiritual things, I promise you. 
Mm. I would love to teach, but I will never teach because I know how Christians are. Mm -hmm. This happened. It is recorded in your scripture. Mm -hmm. Keep reading. And the woman spake to Saul, mm -hmm. saying, Why hast thou deceived me? The woman said, Why did you deceive me? If I knew who you are calling, I would have never agreed to it because I could die. <laughs> Keep reading. For thou art Saul. She said, I already know who you are. You are Saul. Because when the Spirit called Samuel, the Spirit panicked and said, Yo, these people played us. This is Saul, and he just made me call up Samuel. It means that familiar spirits have no knowledge of who you are. Jesus. So when somebody looks at me and says he has a familiar spirit, he's doing this by a familiar spirit, the devil knows the past too. No, he doesn't. The devil doesn't have a record. Do you understand how strange it is for me to prophesy to a hundred people mm -hmm. and you claim that a demonic spirit knows all these people's past and future? Demons are not omnipresent. They are not omnipotent. Come on. How would they know that? How did this woman not know that this was so? Right. Jesus. <laughs> Is somebody listening to me? Yes. Do you know how crazy you are when you look at somebody and say, oh yeah, he's prophesying like that because he has a familiar spirit. Be careful. Don't go to everybody. He has a familiar spirit. I always tell people this. If I have a familiar spirit, I have the worst familiar spirit ever. Come on. And I am actually a disservice to hell. Right. Because when I prophesy to people, I'm leading people to Jesus. Come on. So this spirit must be failing big time. Yes. Big time. Hmm? <laughs> a familiar spirit doesn't know who you are. Mm -hmm. They are not all knowing. Jesus. They are not. God. But Christians teach that familiar spirits know everything about everybody. That's a lie. Who told you that? <laughs> Only the Lord Jehovah knows everything about everyone because he created everyone. Amen. People will come from all parts of the world. You've seen me do this a billion. You know, it's just because this video went viral. Right? Mm -hmm. The one with the young, the young man mm -hmm. that gave his life to Jesus. Mm -hmm. You've seen me do this before. Mm -hmm. There was mm -hmm. another guy that came from Chicago last year. Yeah. I told him, hey, listen. Last week, you were in a car accident. And your car was hit on the left side. Mm -hmm. And you were about to die. God is saying, give your life to him or else. You are actually going to die. And this time, you will go to hell. Yeah. But if you give your life to God, God will extend your life. Jesus. The man said, yeah, it's true. Last week I was in a car accident and they hit the side of my car. Are you ready to give your life to Jesus? Yes. Come on. You think a familiar spirit has that information? Right. right. Is this demon just going everywhere? To know? Do you see how crazy that is? Jeez. Folks don't use their brain. Before we go deep, I want you to grab your seed for the day. God bless you all, and we are back. <laughs> Thank you for all those who are giving. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord Jesus increase you, and may the glory of God continue to shine upon you. In the name of Jesus, amen.
All right, let's keep going. Where do we stop? Let's keep going. Verse 13. Mm-hmm. And the king said unto her, Be not afraid, for what sawest thou? And the woman said unto Saul, I saw gods ascending out of the earth. One more time. And the king said unto her, Be not afraid, for what sawest thou? Mm-hmm. And the woman said unto Saul, I saw gods ascending out of the earth. So and the woman now, you have to understand why Saul is coming from the earth. A lot of pastors have tried to say this is not so, but the Bible is telling you the person saw Saul. It's telling you that. And even Saul will confirm it. And Saul himself will confirm it by what he will say. But notice what he says. He says, I saw gods ascending from the earth. It means Saul did not come up by himself. There were angels that were with him. Wow. Okay. But now, why is Saul coming from the ground and not coming from heaven? If you read the Gospels, the Lord Jesus actually explains this by telling another story. And this was not a story. It was actually true. It was not a parable. Jesus said, there was a certain man called Lazarus. He was a poor man. He died. And there was a rich man that Lazarus used to eat from the crumbs of this man's table. He also died. Mm -hmm. When they both died... Lazarus was in Abraham's bosom, which is called paradise. Paradise is also Abraham's bosom. But also, the rich man went to hell. Now, when the rich man asked Father Abraham for water, Father Abraham answered him by saying, first of all, even if I wanted Lazarus to bring you water. He cannot because there is a big gap between us, meaning the bottomless pit was dividing paradise and hell. Why was that? Because nobody could ascend unto heaven until the sacrifice of the Lord has been paid. So no human spirit had ever entered heaven until Jesus came. Wow. Every human spirit went to paradise. Mm. That is why when you read the scripture, it says that, and Abraham rested with his fathers, and so and so rested with his fathers, meaning they went to paradise. They never went to heaven. That is why you don't hear about a mention of a man going into heaven. That's Mm. why Jesus said, no man has ascended unto heaven except the son of man who is in heaven. The only human being with flesh that ever entered heaven was Jesus Christ himself. Before that, no mortal man ever entered heaven. Are you listening to me? Yes. I will go deeper and you will understand this. Amen. If you go, Jesus first explains that and you notice the rich man saying, then send me up to the earth so I can warn my brothers and sisters. He said, even if one raises from the dead, they will not believe. Let them believe the prophets that are with them. Right? Mm -hmm. Then you keep reading. Then you keep reading. Somebody says, what about Enoch? The Bible doesn't say Enoch went to heaven. He says God took him. Mm -hmm. 
Jesus. The Bible says also about Elijah, and he was taken up into heaven, but what heaven? See, you guys are not thinking rationally. He was taken to paradise. Let me go deeper. Yes, Please. When the Lord Jesus died, when the Lord Jesus died, the Bible says that his spirit descended into hell. And he preached to the souls that were in hell. And he led the captives out of hell. But also he says this, he says, and many of the prophets and the patriarchs of old their tombs opened and they were seen in, in Jerusalem. Does he not say that? I think he says that in Mark. Do you have the scripture? Can you find it, Uncle John? Let me read it for people so people don't think I'm making this up. <laughs> Nobody entered heaven until Jesus came. That is why when Abel was killed, the Lord said, I heard the blood of Abel calling to me from the ground because Abel was the first person to be in paradise. Wow. He said, I'm hearing his blood calling for me from the ground, not from heaven. What did you do? <laughs> did you find it? Okay, give it to them. What is it? Matthew 27. Read it, young lady. Matthew 27. You just stay with that. You stay with that. Let, let her go to it. Can I get like at least 15 minutes more and then I'll finish? No, no, no. She's going to read it. You, you guys don't have phone Bibles. Shy. Okay. Let's go. Revealed is on, on a time slot. Now at least. Okay, start again. Now at that feast, the governor was wont to release unto the people a prisoner, whom they would. No, 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 no. Matthew 27, verse 5-0. Jesus, when he cried again with a loud voice, yield up the ghosts. Mm -hmm. And behold, the veil of temple was rent in twain from the top to the bottom, mm -hmm. and the earth did quake. And the rocks rent, mm -hmm. and the graves were open, and many bodies of the saints which slept arose and came out of the graves after resurrection and went into the holy city and appeared unto many. Why did their spirits come back into their body? Mm. Because their spirits were in paradise. So when the graves opened, the same way Jesus' spirit was down there, they also were with Jesus. That is why Jesus told, told the one of the criminals, I think he was on his left side or right side. He told them, tonight you will have dinner with me where? In paradise. In paradise, not in heaven. He <laughs> said, tonight you shall dine with me in paradise, not in heaven. Yes. Paradise. Wow. Yes. wow. But you notice where Jesus went. Where did Jesus go? He went into hell. He went into paradise, did his thing there, went to hell, led the captives captives. And when he rose up, a lot of the prophets of old were seen in the city. Why? Jesus took everybody's spirit out 
of hell. Can you find where it says that even the spirits, even from the time of Noah? Can you find that? He may be in the Jesus same place. Christ. And he led the captives captives. This is crazy. So when people read, oh, and their spirits are and they are asleep, they don't understand he's talking about the physical body, not their spiritual condition or their soul condition. Wow. Did you find it, sir? You found where the... Okay, read it, Auntie Maya. Dang, okay. Give, give it to her. I'm surprised. I didn't know you know your Bible like that. Praise God. Or Google search is good. 1 Peter 3.20. And 1 Peter 3.20. Okay, yes. read it. What does it say? To those who were disobedient long ago when God awaited patiently in the days of Noah while the ark was being built. In it, only a few people, eight in all, were saved through water. Uh-huh, keep going. The like figure were unto even baptism, though also now save us, not putting away of the filth of the flesh. No, that's not it. That's not it. I'm talking about where Jesus led. They could just find, and he led the captives. I'm bringing this quickly because I'm trying to help. Miles, yeah, bro, I will help you. Don't worry. I will help. Can you remember that question? Because I'll answer that question. From Uncle Miles. Okay, are we ready? Let's, let's. Uh, this is where I miss Musa. Uncle Musa would have just, Matthew, somebody says Matthew 27, 53. And he left the captives. That's what I'm looking for. Chai, uh, this is bad. You can't find it? What does it say? Uh-huh, keep reading. Okay, that's not the one. But I want when he preached to the souls in hell. This verse exists. He preached to the souls in hell. And he brought them out of hell. It even tells you how far he went. Anyhow, you guys can find it on your own. Let me... Somebody says Ephesians 4, 7. Okay. Okay. What do you, do you have it, Musa? Oh, no, I said Musa. Uncle, uncle, uncle. <laughs> he Luke, Musa. Uncle Luke. Uh, uncle Peter. The stubborn. Okay, what does he read? What does he say? Hmm? For Christ also hath once suffered for sins and just for the unjust that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but quickened by the spirit, mm. um, excuse me. which sometime were disobedient when once the long suffering of God waited in the days of Noah, mm. while the ark was a preparing wherein few, that is eight souls were saved by water. Is that the one? That they yeah, keep in? reading. Just keep reading. The like figure whereunto even baptism doth also now save us, not the putting away of the filth of the flesh, but the answer of good conscience toward God by the resurrection of Jesus Christ, who has gone into heaven, is on the right hand of God. Okay, that's not it, but we'll find it another time. Sure. But this is what Jesus did. When the Lord Jesus died, he went down, he preached to the souls in hell that never had the gospel from the time of Noah all the way down. 
So when people tell you hell has a lot of people, it's true, there's a lot of souls in hell. But I will tell you this, there are more souls in heaven. Amen. Amen. Way more. Amen. Amen. So, anywho, <laughs> remember from the time of the flood to 2,000 years ago, Jesus walked on the earth a little over 2,000 years ago. Mm. Think about that time, how many people in hell and how many people were taken out. Mm. A lot wow. of souls. Yeah. yeah. So, he preached to the captives, brought them out, and you notice that the tombs were open and many of the kings of old were seen in the city. And when Jesus ascended, they also ascended with him, right? Now, how did this person manage to call Saul? How did Saul manage to call Samuel? That's the question, right? There are two things here, but I want you to keep reading first. Can you keep reading that? Yes, and then I will explain to you how she did it. I wouldn't tell you how she did it, but I will tell you why it was possible. Okay. Verse 14. Mm -hmm. And he said unto her, what form is he of? So she said, first of all, who do you see? She said, I saw you as, I, I, when she saw Samuel, she said, you are Saul. You told me to call up Samuel. Why are you trying to get me killed? She said, please don't be afraid. Tell me what you see. Then she said, I see God's coming from the ground. And she asked, what form is he in? Because even a human spirit can take a form. Wow. Wow. We will talk about this another time. <laughs> this is not what we are talking about today. Is this making sense? Yes. Okay, keep reading. And she said, an old man cometh up. She said, it is an old man that is coming up. Okay. And he is covered with a mantle. And he is covered with a mantle. Uh-huh. And Saul perceived that it was Samuel. Saul perceived. How did he perceive discernment? He knew it was Samuel because he knew Samuel. Mm -hmm. What did he do? And he stopped with his, stooped with his face to the ground and he, bowed himself. He bowed himself immediately because he knew Samuel has come. Keep going. And Samuel said to Saul. Samuel came physically, by the way. The woman saw him coming up. When Samuel appeared physically, the, the boy was already on the ground with his face on the ground. Then Samuel, what did Samuel say? And Samuel said to Saul, why hast thou disquainted me mm -hmm. to bring me up? And Saul answered, I am sore distressed for the Philistines make war against me. And God is departed from me and answereth me no. No more. Stop right there. He said, I am in distress. The Philistines are coming after us. God has rejected me. Because Samuel is asking him, why did you disturb me? Why did you, why did you bring me up? What are you doing? He said, I had to. Because the Philistines are coming after me. And God's has departed from me. Now, I'm going to tell you something what departed from Saul. Because you notice that David always called Saul the anointed of God. Mm -hmm. He never stopped calling him that. But what departed from Saul? 
We will talk about it as we continue. Hey. I won't tell you right now, but I will tell you as we continue. Amen. Amen. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> um, neither by prophets nor by dreams. He said, God has not spoken to me by his prophets or by dreams. Hmm? Therefore, I have called thee that thou mayest make known unto me what I shall do. He said, prophets don't want to talk to me. Dreams, God has refused to talk to me. So I had no choice but to call you so that you can tell me what to do. Mm-hmm. You see, prophetic instruction doesn't necessarily come from God. <sighs> My God. If I tell you to do something, I know what I'm telling you to do. <laughs> see, many of you cannot be instructed. That's why you're suffering. Wow. That's Home Depot right there. Keep going. (laughs) Keep going. My God. Then Samuel said, Wherefore then dost thou ask of me, seeing the Lord is departed from thee and is becoming thine enemy? So Samuel is telling him, what the heck do you want from me, sir? <laughs> God, is, God is becoming your enemy. Mm. I have nothing to do with this. Why are you, what, what am I going to do for you? Right. Keep reading. <coughs> Excuse me. And the Lord hath done to him as he spake by me. For the Lord hath rent thy king, the kingdom out of thine hand. Notice, Samuel is repeating. Remember what God said by me to you. And God has done exactly what he said he's going to do. Because he's torn the kingdom from you. Mm. Keep going. Out of thy hand and give it to thy neighbor, even to David. Said now he put it openly. Now God has given that kingdom to your neighbor, David. Keep going. Because thou obeyedest not the voice of the Lord. You did not obey the voice of the Lord. You didn't obey me. He told him, go to this battle. When you get there, make sure you don't take anything. You don't do this. You don't do that. When he went there and got to the way, he came back. He told him, I told you not to do this. He said, Mm -hmm. well, my men wanted it. He said, what are you doing? He said, don't rebuke me in front of people. You know, I'm the king. I'm your spiritual father. I'm going to tell you off. He said, don't. He said, oh, you don't want a word from. I always say this. The moment me as a prophet, listen to me. I say it because there is nothing wrong with saying it. Because God anointed me, I don't care what anybody thinks. Mm-hmm. Amen. The moment I speak to a spiritual son or daughter and they don't listen to my instruction, I know I am of no use to them anymore. Wow. I'll keep my mouth shut. I will pull back. Jeez. There's no point for me to talk to you. The moment you cannot listen to me anymore, that's it. I will love you from a distance. Praise God. Oh, Papa, I will love you. But I will never tell you what God is saying again. I will never take from my spirit to help you again because you will never listen. Wow. A simple thing God said, I will never talk to this guy again. It's the truth. Because you don't understand the cost of speaking on behalf of God. Jesus. So you think it is harsh, but it is not harsh. Jesus. Oh my God. You dishonor God because you undermine his vessel. And if you undermine his vessel, God is offended. Wow. I may want to, but God will say no. Mm. 
Ananias and Sapphira died for something that they could have simply be corrected. Yeah. Mm. Peter killed them. Yes. Said, you thought you were talking to me. Because you have done this, the young boys at the door are ready to take you to the grave. She fell down and died. Yeah. The husband fell down and died. There is a big, listen, a prophet is a beautiful thing to have. But he's a dangerous person if you dishonor God. Mm. You are close to God. That means you have to also be on your best behavior. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. Help us. There was one of my sons. that was really close serving me. One day I pulled him to the side. I told him, son, you know I love you, right? He said, yeah. I told him, stop doing this. You've been doing it for a while and I've been watching. But I haven't, because I never want people to be uneasy around me. I want you to be normal. Mm. said, but this I have to warn you. If you keep doing God, he's going to strike you. Mm. Yesterday at this time, you did this. Yesterday at this time, you did this. Last week, you did this. Last... I don't want you to be afraid of me, but I'm here to make sure that you are safe. And God doesn't strike you. Ah, that day that guy cleaned house. Because it's dangerous. Mm-hmm. You can't be around God and play around. Yeah. That's crazy. Jesus. It's not a game you want to play. Mm-hmm. It's, it's highly, highly, highly dangerous for your own good. Mm-hmm. People make mistakes. God is cool with that. But making a mockery with God, God shall not be mocked. Hey, Jesus. You can make mistakes, that's fine. But to mock God, mm-hmm. ah, <laughs> that's a whole different ball game. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Keep going nor executed his fierce wrath upon Amalek. Mm -hmm. Therefore hath the Lord done this thing unto thee this day. Mm -hmm. Moreover, the Lord will also deliver Israel with thee into the hand of the Philistines. Notice this. Now he's telling him the future. Saying Mm -hmm. you, you will actually be delivered into the Philistines. Keep going. He didn't just tell him the kingdom is gone. He said even now, this is going to the Philistines. Keep going. And tomorrow shalt thou and thy sons be with me. (laughs) Did you hear that? Anybody that tells you Saul went to hell is a liar. Samuel is saying tomorrow you and your sons will be here with me. (laughs) You will join me in paradise. Your, Your time on earth is done. I hear people always say, oh, Saul... He went to hell. That's who told you that. Mm-hmm. The Bible doesn't even say that. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> wow. Ah, wow. He's wow, telling wow. you, oh, by the way, and tomorrow he's saying the kingdom will be handed over to the Philistines. That's how David is going to come in. He's going to step in. Yeah. You will die in the hands of the Philistines. But also uh, tomorrow evening, you and your children will be here with me. <laughs> Keep going. The Lord also shall deliver the host of Israel into the hand of the Philistines. Mm-hmm. Then saw Pharaoh straightway all along on the earth and was sore afraid because of the words of Samuel. Mm-hmm. And there was no strength in him. Yes. For he had eaten no bread all day nor all night. He was fasting. <laughs> he knew how this thing works. Keep going. And the woman came unto Saul and saw, saw that he was sore troubled mm-hmm. and said unto him, Behold, 
Thine handmaid hath obeyed thy voice, and I have put my life in my hand, mm-hmm. and I have hearkened unto thy words, mm-hmm. which thou spakest unto me. Mm-hmm. Now, therefore, I pray thee, hearken thou also unto the voice of thine handmaid, mm-hmm. and let me set a morsel of bread before thee, and eat that thou mayest have strength mm-hmm. when thou goest on thy way. Mm-hmm. But he refused and said, I will not eat. But his servants together with the woman compelled him Mm -hmm. and he hearkened unto their voice. So he arose from the earth and sat upon the bed. Okay, let's stop right there. Let's stop right there. Haven't you ever heard me telling you that I've met some of the ancient prophets? Mm -hmm. Yes. It's very possible. Not by a familiar spirit. (laughs) Because it happens. It can be done. The Bible says the spirits of the prophets are subject to the prophet. It is the duty of the past prophets to minister to the prophet. Wow. The same thing happened to Jesus. The same thing happened to others. Moses and Elijah appeared to him. This and this and this. It is doable because... Those who are in Christ, Jesus said, God is the God of the living for Moses and the prophets are alive. So the reason why Samuel could come is because Samuel was not dead. (laughs) Okay, I feel like you missed it. The body, yes, but the inner man, no. Wow. God is the God of the living. Remember, Moses was buried, right? But the same Moses appeared to, Mo- to Jesus mm-hmm. together with Elijah. <clears throat> so the number one reason is because he is not dead. And to be dead also means those who are in hell. Because when you're in hell, you have no life. And that's what the meaning of death is. There is no more life. You cannot live anymore. There's no future. Right? Number three, it is also because it was the will of God for Saul to know. That he needs to prepare himself because he's going to die tomorrow. So that he doesn't miss heaven. That's why you find when he was dying, he took off his crown and told them, give it to David, take it to David. He prepared himself. Is this making sense? Now, people with familiar spirit who do divination, they cannot call on anybody's spirit in hell. Impossible. Neither can they call on anybody's spirit in heaven. Impossible. But there are some spirits of men that are trapped in the world. They have not transitioned. One day, these things I'll put in, the book, in my book that is, is going to be called World of Spirits. I'm going to tell you what happens at death. The whole process how you, you die, how you come out of your body, what you see, the interaction, whether you go to hell or to heaven, how certain spiritual things work. 
that will be one of my best books that I don't know when God will ever permit me to put it out, but mm-hmm. it is something that I will put out. A hundred percent. I will tell you the lives of the saints in heaven, what happens there that God has permitted me. I don't know everything, but I know quite a little bit. Amen. But I know some stuff. I don't know everything, but I know some stuff. <clears throat> in that book, I will explain a lot of things. Amen. Amen. Now, these spirits usually have an effect and they are hostile because they are trapped in what is called the intermediate state. They still, some of them have an opportunity to be saved, but some of them don't take it. They choose to be hostile to God. You see, God is so good that sometimes even the people who die on earth are really bad. They are given an opportunity at death. Mm. This is why it's not for you to say who is going to heaven or hell. Because you'll be surprised. You don't know God. We don't want to sin because if you sin, you are definitely going to hell. Mm. So if you've heard the gospel, you want the Holy Spirit to help you to walk uprightly with the Lord. But there are some people who died, who, who took their life because they didn't know better. They did this, they did that. You'll be surprised you'll find them in heaven. They didn't know. I'm not saying go and end your life because if you end your life, you may end up in hell. We don't know. Right. Most likely you would, especially if you're hearing this. Death. <laughs> right. Let's say somebody that has mental illness, that doesn't know anything, he confused, they kill. You think God is going to throw them in hell? It's not going to work like that. They will be given an opportunity for the gospel so that they enter heaven. This is the truth. A lot of your people will not tell you that because they don't know. It's not their fault. But you don't depend on that because you don't know. So you control what you can. You don't try to assume Mm -mm. You don't assume with eternal life. You either live in hell or in heaven. You don't assume. You want to be sure. Just like babies who are aborted and killed in the womb. Where do these babies go? Taken to God. And actually those babies grow up in a certain time in heaven. They are actually taught about the Lord. How the redemption of the earth. And they also pronounce Christ. This all happens in heaven. A hundred percent. Yeah. Because everyone born of a woman must go through that path. That is the license for heaven. Do you get what I'm saying? That is why we say God is love. God is merciful. You just never know with him. But a lot of these spirits, you see, The Catholics knew about it, and they have a name for it. They call it purgatory, Mm -hmm. where they would make these prayers for saints so that they can be given permission to go into heaven. Mm -hmm. The concept is actually true, but it's not in the way that they are doing it. Mm -hmm. But the idea of it is actually, you see, there is always truth to some things. Now, In this place, there are angels and some saints that their duty is to instruct people so that they can get 
an opportunity to ascend into heaven. So they will guide them through repentance, self-condemnation, all that, so that they can be received. If they refuse, they will roam around. Some of them become hostile because they are so attached to their life on the earth that they start trying to interfere with the lives of men on earth. That is why we have demonic spirits, evil spirits, devils, unclean spirits. Why, what is an unclean spirit? An unclean spirit is not a demon, it's not a devil. It's another spirit, unclean. How did it become unclean? You're not getting it. Jesus made us clean. But this spirit is what? Unclean. It is talking about a human spirit that is defiled. Wow. I think I should stop, huh? Nah, nah. Almost. Nah, I'm nah, about nah. to finish this because I will never go back to this series. <laughs> <laughs> because for you to be unclean, because demons are already messed up. But this spirit is labeled an unclean spirit. Why is it being given that title, unclean? It means this spirit's original form was never supposed to be unclean. <laughs> I'm trying to help, but I hope I'm... Let me finish by saying this. The unclean spirit is what influences people. They start saying, I used to be this in my other life. I used to be that in my other life. Wow. I used to be a woman. I used to wow. be a pot. I used to be a pan. I used to be <laughs> Peter Pan. I used to be this. I used Notice that spirit is trying to relieve an earthly life. Mm. Wow. Yeah, I was like this in my former life. I was, even little children, is because those spirits look for whomever they can attach themselves to in order to have an earthly experience again. You see, the difference between the fallen ones is the fallen ones don't care about alcohol. So somebody that has an alcoholic addiction, it is not because of a fallen demon. It's not because of the angels that fell and became devils. Or what in Greek it says, diabolos. It's not because of that. Evil spirits, we all know demons are bad. Why are these spirits called evil spirits? It means that they were not always what? Evil. They became evil. When the flood happened, the spirits of the giants, the Bible says they were very violent, they were cannibals, they loved alcohol, they loved to indulge in this, they were raping women, they were doing all these things. When the flood came, these spirits could neither go to heaven, neither could they go to hell because they were hybrids. So these spirits started roaming on the earth, possessing bodies in order to relieve what they used to have in the flesh. Jesus. So you find a little kid thirsty to kill people. 
you see a little child being so violent, you're not like, yo, you did. It is one of the spirits of the giants. These are evil spirits. You see, fallen angels don't want to possess a body. That's a limitation to them because they have their bodies. Remember, angels could manifest in the flesh. Who told you Satan can't do that? That's why the Bible says he can come as an angel of light. The word angel means malak. So it's saying he can come and malak means messenger. It means that he can come as a man leading you to the light, but he's actually the devil in the flesh. Can I surprise you guys? Some of you are neighbors with demons and you don't know. Literally. They have a physical body. They live next to you. They have an address. They do things, come back home. And you don't know that you're living next to a spiritual entity. Some of these leaders in government, they are not human beings. Yes. Yes. And they are not reptilians. They, these are demons. Come on, Papa. That's why you find somebody with senses trying to pass a law. Trying to pass a law. Saying that, oh yeah, like a 12-year-old can have consent. They don't need a parent's consent to either have sex with either a man or a woman, it doesn't matter. Do you know how demonic that is? Come on, talk about it. And somebody is at, at Congress trying to pass this yeah. bill. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> the church needs to wake up. Anyhow, let's keep moving. So, You start realizing, right, that this is a different thing going on here now. Demons don't like, they don't want your body. That's a limitation to them. That is why you find that when Jesus cast those demons, those spirits, sorry, those evil spirits, they asked him to go into the pigs and they dove into the sea. Why did they go into the sea? These were spirits of the Nephilim. They were covered in the flood. These were marine spirits. So they were going back to the water. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. They didn't go into the country. They ran back to the water. They just took bodies to use to go back into the water. Those spirits try to attach themselves now, these unclean spirits, and influence people. So when we do deliverance, sometimes you realize that your mind was just thinking certain thoughts and all of a sudden you don't think those thoughts anymore. Mm -hmm. It's like, wow, I didn't know those thoughts were not coming from me. It's because some certain spirit was attaching itself to you. Mm -hmm. It didn't necessarily possess you, but it was influencing your thoughts. Even devils and demons can do that, but... Unclean spirits, especially, they go after children. Let me do the prophet quickly in under, actually by 10 I'll be done, I promise. It'll be two hours, right? I'll be done, I promise. Now, the reason why 
people, and I'm using myself as a subject. The reason why people confuse or are confused, those who have no knowledge of God are confused. Is Prophet Lovi doing divination? Oh, he's using familiar spirit. He's doing divination. He's doing witchcraft. Some people have even said he's gone to India. I don't know when I went to India. (laughs) (laughs) All kinds of theories, right? Is because the church, number one, does not understand the function of the prophetic. And they also don't understand the difference between the spirit of prophecy and the gift of prophecy. The spirit of prophecy and the gift of, pros- and, and the gift of prophecy are different. Let me say that again. The spirit of prophecy and the gift of prophecy are completely different. The gift is given to you when the Holy Spirit is come upon you. When you are baptized, the Holy Spirit comes upon you and the Holy Spirit delivers a gift unto you. The spirit of prophecy does not come when you became a Christian does not come when you confess Jesus as Lord and Savior, does not come when you're baptized by the Holy Spirit because prophets are born like that. That is why the Lord looked at Jeremiah and said, before you were in your mother's womb, I knew you and ordained you a prophet. If you look at all prophets in scripture that were extremely powerful, you don't hear on the day that the Spirit of God came on them. You don't hear the day they confess God. You just see them preaching about God, manifesting God. You notice that they are already filled with the Holy Spirit before they were even born. Because the spirit of prophecy and the gift of prophecy are not the same. The gift of prophecy only operates when the Holy Spirit wants to communicate. Heavy worship. Oh, Jesus, we worship you. Jesus, we worship you. Oh, that says the Lord, I will lift you. Don't cry anymore. I will look after you. I will bless you. That is the, spirit, that is the gift of prophecy functioning Because the presence of God is moving in the room and God is edifying people. The gift of prophecy comes to exhort, to comfort. To exhort you and to comfort you. The spirit of prophecy does not need worship music, does not need a church. Anytime, anywhere, (laughs) if you want to hear from God, a born prophet can tell you God's mind. Why? Because they were designed to function like that. Does that make sense? That is why the Bible says the spirit of prophecy is the 
testimony of Jesus Christ. It proves Jesus in action. Wow. The spirit of prophecy is again different from the gift of prophecy because of this. Somebody with the spirit of prophecy, his words are always backed up with God. Backed up by God. The gift of prophecy, if God didn't say something and you say it, it won't happen. While this gift of prophecy comes to edify, comfort, and to, and to, and to, and to exhort, right? Mm. The gift, the spirit of prophecy comes to correct, direct, uproot, rebuke. The gift is for the church. The spirit is for the world and the church. You can't win an unbeliever by the gift of prophecy, but you can win an unbeliever by the spirit of prophecy. Wow. The spirit of prophecy is different from the gift of prophecy because of this. The gift of prophecy operates in word of knowledge, word of wisdom, uh, um, word of knowledge, word of wisdom. There's a bunch of words, but let's focus on word of knowledge because a lot of people think word of knowledge is prophecy and word of knowledge is not prophecy but it's part of the prophetic gifting word of knowledge is general information about somebody that everybody else knows <clears throat> if I say your name is John everybody that is your family and friends know that you are John it still has the same impact that says that God really knows you. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. But the spirit of prophecy deals only with secrets that no other person's eyes have seen. It deals with things that are hidden. There is no way a person can know generally. It takes the omnipresence and the omnipotence of God for somebody to see it and to know it. Perfect example. One of Jesus' disciples goes and finds one of, one of his brothers and says, Come, we have found he whom the prophet spoke about. He said, Can anything good come out of Nazareth? He said, Come and see. So when the man was coming, Jesus said, There goes a true Nazarite in whom there is no defilement. Because this particular apostle, before he was called an apostle, he knew the history and he knew about Nazareth to the point that he knew that nothing good has ever come out of them. It, he knew the scriptures. So when he came, Jesus pointed out the fact that he knows scripture. He said, there goes a true Nazareth who in whom there is no guilt or defilement. Then he said, my Lord and my God, how do you know this? He said, oh, by the way, when you are sitting under a tree, I saw you. When he came to get you, the guy dropped down and said, my Lord and my God, he said, come down. You will see greater than this. You will see angels ascending and descending upon the son of man. 
Now remember what Jesus said. Jesus, number one, revealed a secret, not general information. Jesus is talking about somebody being on the other side of town, chilling under a tree, minding his own business. Even when his brother came and got him and spoke to him, Jesus is revealing the conversation. This is not word of knowledge. This is prophecy. Because prophecy deals with the omnipresence and the omnipotence of God. It reveals things that only God can know. Not even angels. Because angels are not omnipresent. Now, the spirit of prophecy does not only deal with the person of the Lord Jesus, does not only deal with the Holy Spirit, but also operates with the angelic realm. While the gift of prophecy is solely with the Holy Spirit. That is why Jesus is telling him, you will see angels ascending and descending on the Son of Man. What he was saying is that you will see angels visiting me often. It will be normal. Now, if you go to all born prophets, you realize that they will say, I was taken by the Holy Spirit. I was taken by the Spirit of God. But you also see them interacting with an angel. And the angel of the Lord said unto me, and the angel of the Lord said this to me, and the angel of the Lord said this, and the angel of the Lord instructed me like this. They are not limited only to the Holy Spirit who is limitless. They don't only have the company of the Holy Spirit. They don't only have the company of the Lord Jesus, but they also have the company of angels. You see, the Lord Jesus operated also as a prophet. If you know the prophecy about him by Moses, he said, and the Lord will send another prophet likened unto me. He was talking about Jesus. And he said this, he said, he will be like me. But if you look at Moses, Moses was always talking to angels. The ministry of Moses was full of angels. He says, and Moses spoke with the angels on the mountain. The Bible even tells you that the law that Moses gave to the children of Israel was written by the finger of God. What you don't know, the finger of God means angels. The Bible tells you in the Gospels that Moses received the law from angels. Jesus. When Moses interacted with God, he said, and God sent an angel to burn in the bush. Then the Lord spoke to Moses from the midst of the bush. God used an angel to prophesy just like I can prophesy. To tell you what God is saying, because that is the primary duty of angels is to speak on behalf of God. They also have their opinions. They also have their feelings, but will always be aligned with God. Sometimes when you guys see me in service, I will say, the angel of the Lord is telling me. Sometimes I will say, and the Lord is telling me. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I will tell you, I know. Mm -hmm. It's because I'm either using my spirit, listening to the spirit of God, or listening to the angel of God. Witchcraft is the manifestation of using a spirit. You cannot use the spirit of God because he is God. If you can use the spirit, it's not of God. Jesus. 
Let me show you some scriptures to show you how born prophets are so that you're not confused with gifted prophets. We are all prophets. We all serve the Most High God and we serve him to the best of our ability and according to the grace he has given us. Amen. But don't get confused about this. Let's look at the Bible. Is that okay? Yes. yes. Mm. <laughs> Numbers 22 verse 32. Numbers 22.32 And the angel of the Lord said unto him Wherefore hast thou smitten thine ass these three times? Mm -hmm. Behold, I went out to withstand thee because thy way is perverse before me. Stop right there. This is an angel communicating with Balaam telling him, what did you beat this donkey? I was actually waiting for you so that you can go so that I can kill you. But the donkey was actually trying to save you. Mm. Because you have sinned against God. Notice the angel took judgment in his hand. <laughs> wow. But here is a man who was a wizard who has come to God because he is a prophet. The angel of the Lord was speaking to him. Second Kings chapter 1 verse 15. But start from verse 12. 2 Kings chapter 1 from verse 12. <clears throat> and Elijah answered and said unto them, mm -hmm. If I be a man of God, let fire come down from heaven and consume thee and thy fifty. Mm -hmm. and, the, and the fire of God came down from heaven and consumed him and his fifty. Mm -hmm. And he sent again the captain of the third fifty with his fifty. Mm -hmm. And the third captain of the 50 went up and came and fell on his knees before Elijah mm -hmm. and besought him and said unto him, mm -hmm. O man of God, I pray thee, mm -hmm. let my life and the life of these 50 servants be precious in thy sight. Mm -hmm. Behold, their fire, there came fire down from heaven and burnt up the two captains of the former 50s with their 50s. Therefore, let my life now be precious in thy sight. Mm -hmm. And the angel of the Lord said unto Elijah, go down with him. Be not afraid of him. And he arose and went down with him unto the king. Did the Lord tell him? Did the Holy Spirit tell him? Who told him? Elijah. Who, who told Elijah to go down? The angel of the Lord. Jesus. His angel told him, uh, just go with them. We won't kill them. They came respectfully. <laughs> go with them. This is the same angel that was making him disappear. Come from one place, go to another. He will say, and the spirit of the Lord will just take you. It was the angel that was making him move. Wow. So when you hear me saying the angel of the Lord said to me, it is biblical. You're seeing Elijah. Amen. Some prophets who also are prophet by gifting, they will say, and the angel of the Lord, but it's just a form of prophecy. But it's not actually because there is somebody speaking to them. Well. I know those who God speaks to with angels because I'm one of them. I know how it works. Mm -hmm. Somebody, when somebody is faking prophecy, I know mm -hmm. instantly because I know how it works. Mm -hmm. It is my calling. Mm -hmm. So the angel of the Lord was speaking to Elijah, giving him instruction, do this. Remember even when Elijah... Uh, 
did not want, wanted to kill himself. He said, Lord, just kill me. And he went in the wilderness. The same angel came and cooked for him cake and told him, eat and drink. <laughs> Later on came and fed him again and then told him, go 30 days into the journey to the mountain of God. You'll meet with God there. Jesus. Moses was led out of Egypt by an angel. Genesis chapter 31 from verse 8. Genesis 31 from verse 8. I could give you scriptures for days, but go. Mm -hmm. Genesis 31, 8. Mm -hmm. If he said, thus the speckled shall be thy wages, then all the cattle bear speckled. And if he said, thus the right, the ring striked, shall be thine hire. Mm. Then bear all the cattle ring starked. Thus God hath taken away the cattle of your father mm -hmm. and given them to me. Mm -hmm. And it came to pass mm -hmm. at the time that the cattle conceived that I lifted up mine eyes and saw in a dream and behold the rams which leaped upon the cattle with, were ring striked speckled and gristled mm -hmm. and the angel of God spake unto me in a dream saying oh who spoke to him the angel yeah. didn't the same one tell him when he was going to his father-in-law I will be with you I will walk with you I will help you don't be afraid when he got there remember what Psalms 91 I believe wait is it Psalm 91 let me not say it. let me confirm before they say you see he's even quoting wrong scripture <laughs> yeah it's Psalm 91 Psalm 91 from verse 11. I will read it. Okay. For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. Mm. They shall bear thee up in their right hand, lest thou dash thy foot against the stone. Thou shalt tread upon lions, upon adders, upon young lions and dragons, and thou shalt trample under the, you shall trample them under your feet. Because he has set his love upon me, Therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high because he had known my name. This is talking about the angelic realm. Wow. Wow. Do you get it? He says, angel's duty is to keep you in all your ways that you don't fail. Amen. The Bible says those who are led by the Spirit are the sons of God. But those who are called by God in the prophetic, they don't only have the Holy Spirit. They have angels that are guides. You see, the father-in-law of Jacob put a stumbling block for him. The angel of the Lord came to make sure he doesn't hit his foot against the stone. Mm -hmm. So all right, this is what you're going to do. You're going to put this cloth like this. You're going to feed these animals like this and their body will change. <sighs> Guys, this is biblical. I can cast out demons easily because... He will set, I will, he shall trample over serpents and scorpions. I will set him on high for he has set his affection on me. They're setting him on high. What is the high place that God is setting him? In the angelic realm. There are men who are walking amongst us that operate not on the earthly realm, but in the angelic realm. They have conversations with angels because it is their calling.
The angel of the Lord encompassed them that fear him. You see, Elisha not having angels, the moment he's endorsed by Elijah, part of Elijah's ministry was with the angelic. Immediately you see Elisha surrounded by angels, walking with angels, operating with angels. So a lot of people who are used to the gift of prophecy are confused when they meet prophets who know so much. Like, oh, I'm going to talk to you, but I'm going to talk to you for the sake of your... Um, I, I, I want to talk to you, but who did you come with? Okay, you, uh, you came with your sister and whatever. Okay, tell them to come. Notice, they come and I grab the sister and I tell the sister, oh, by the way, I'm not even going to talk to him. I will talk to you because his life is saved because of you. He was supposed to die last year. He was shot, pa, pa, pa. If you watch the video, I keep saying five times, pa, 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 pa. And the guy's like, how do you know? The sister's crying. The woman of God that is with them is crying that even, I believe, brought them to the Lord. It's crazy. This is not a gift. This is the spirit of prophecy. So they're like, oh, either it is acting. (laughs) It is acting. Or he's using a familiar spirit because the devil knows about people. So you're saying the devil is omnipresent. The devil could not know where Jesus was, yet he was in the same country. Do you realize that Moses was hidden in Pharaoh's palace where the wizards and the witches were? But they couldn't tell. (laughs) They went into Goshen, killed all the the two-year-old below, killed all of them. But they didn't know the savior they are looking for is in the house being fed by them, being, growing with them, and they couldn't even pick it up. Guys, demons don't know as much as you think. Amen. When Paul was in prison, an angel came and broke them out. When Peter was in prison, an angel came and broke them out. How did the apostles operate with angels? Because Jesus operated in the angelic realm. So you hear them saying, no, that is Peter's angel. If I say my angel, they say our familiar spirit, is because they are not aware of the kingdom of God and the benefits that are in the kingdom of God based on your calling. So I want you to rewatch this so that you are not in danger of blaspheming God. Can you find the scripture of blasphemy? When Jesus said that anyone who sins against the, against the Holy, can you find it to, for me? I want to teach you something in order to save yourself against God. I'm going to show you what blasphemy is. Blaspheming God is not insulting the Holy Spirit, throwing F-bombs at the Holy Spirit. That's not blaspheming him. That's not what blaspheming the Holy Spirit means. So I want to show you what it means. Okay, can you read it before that? Actually, read it uh, 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 from the part that Jesus started speaking. Mm -hmm. Because they always said Jesus has an evil spirit, you know that. They always said that Jesus was demon-possessed. They even said John the Baptist was demon-possessed. So I'm never offended when people say that. It just proves that I'm super anointed and they can't get it. Mm. Keep going. Uh. So I believe it's... Matthew 12, 26, when he said, Mm. after he discerned their thoughts. After he discerned their thoughts. 
He didn't analyze it. He just knew their thoughts. Yes, and mm-hmm. Jesus knew their thoughts. Mm-hmm. And said unto them, Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation. Mm-hmm. And every city or house divided against itself shall not stand. So any Christian who tells you somebody that is preaching Jesus, preaching, preaching salvation, casting out demons, saving souls, preaching and doing all these things, understand something. They are serving the Lord Jesus. Mm-hmm. I feel like saying this just... I feel like saying this because it is not right and it's unfair, okay? And I will say this because I feel compelled in my spirit because I actually genuinely love this person. But I'm not saying this because of my love for them. I am saying this because this is the truth before God. Because also, for the years... I knew this person before any of you knew this person. So I am going to be, I'm going to be honest with you. There is a young lady that has been doing really well, delivering a lot of people, setting a lot of captives free. You all may know her. Some of you are here, you may know her. Her name is Catherine Creek, right? Some of you have seen about her. Some of you know about her. Some of you don't know that I knew her before she even knew how to speak in tongues. If you ask her, she will tell you who prayed for her for her to speak in tongues. She's one of the groups that used to come in the house. I saw her grow in the Lord. I used to speak to her all the time. We don't speak much now. She's busy. I'm doing my thing. But I know the young lady very well. I have seen so many men of God attacking this young lady. And it is an error. Why is it an error? Anyone that is bringing people to salvation, mm-hmm. casting out and shaming Satan, according to the words of the Lord Jesus, not according to my words, not according to my thoughts, Jesus said it, a kingdom divided amongst itself cannot stand. So if somebody is saying in the name of Jesus and demons are living, Healing sick people. People are confessing Jesus. Somebody is telling you revival is coming. Why would you fight them as a Christian? Now, our doctrines may differ because remember, your doctrine is based on your spiritual growth also. There are things I never used to know that as I matured in God, I knew better. Maybe some doctrines are not all the way there. Nothing wrong with that. That doesn't disqualify her from being used by God. Christians, do you want people to go to heaven or hell? Do you want people to be free or not? What is it that you want? I've seen so many people demonize this young lady. I've seen even people saying, oh, the false anointing that came from... Have you ever read anywhere in the Bible that says false anointing? I've seen it on TikTok. I've seen it in different people. People attacking this young... Let me tell you guys. Let me tell you people something. It is an error in the sight of God. And this is not just about her. Anybody preaching Jesus, casting out devils, saving souls, prophesying, it is of God. Jesus said so. It is that simple. It is that simple. I'm not saying this because I need anything. 
Listen, thousands of people travel to come for me to minister to them. I'm not saying this because I need anybody to plug me. No, I've never needed anybody. I'll never need anybody. But this is wrong because we are fighting and killing the same people that God has sent to help us. It is an error. It is a big time error. We need to stop this. If Jesus said a kingdom divided amongst itself shall not stand, and he says Satan cannot be divided against Satan, Satan will not fight Satan. Guys, we need to stop then. Because Jesus is saying, if you think that somebody is using a false anointing to heal somebody in the name of Jesus, then you are the one who's wrong because there is no such thing. Anyone who leads you to Jesus is from God. Anyone who leads you to themselves then is of Satan. We need to stop this. We need to stop this. It is wrong in the sight of God. And many of you are blaspheming against God without knowing. Listen, I've been called all kinds of names. It's cool. It will never affect me because I was never appointed by people. Are you listening to me? Yes. Now we can cast out devils from morning to evening with ease because it is my calling. But we need to stop attacking people. It is wrong. It is absolutely wrong. Keep reading. Keep reading. Watch this. Matthew verse, uh, chapter 12, verse 26. Mm-hmm. And if Satan cast out Satan, he's divided against himself. Mm-hmm. How shall then his kingdom stand? How will his kingdom stand? Keep going. <laughs> and if I by Beelzebub cast out devils, by whom do your children cast them out? Notice this. Now Jesus said this. He says, Beelzebub is the prince of demons, right? The, uh, I'll teach you guys one day hierarchy, hierarchy of demons. Amen. Beelzebub is not Satan. Beelzebub is another right-hand demon that works, that works closely with the devil himself. So Jesus is saying that you guys are saying that I'm casting out devils using Beelzebub. So what about those people in your temples that are also doing exorcism? By what spirit are they doing it? Because casting out devils is not a new concept in the, in the kingdom of God. It's been there from the Old Testament. But the degrees differ. They are not the same. I can deliver a thousand people with just my prayer, never needing to touch anybody. Somebody else may need to make people confess, renounce in order for people to free, to be free. Dimension may differ, but the result is the same. People are getting free. Yeah. Keep going. Therefore, they shall be your judges. But if I cast out devils by the spirit of God, then the kingdom of God is come unto you. If I cast out devils by the Spirit of God, then the kingdom of God has come unto you. So a lot of Christians are rejecting the kingdom of God in the name that it is fake. You're offending God. Keep going. Watch this. Verse 29. Mm -hmm. Or else how can one enter into a strong man's house and spoil his goods, Mm -hmm. except he first bind the strong man? Uh And then he will spoil his house. Mm Mm-hmm. He that is not with me is against me. Mm -hmm. And he that gathereth not with me scattereth abroad. Anyone that is not gathering with Jesus, you are demon possessed. You see churches, ah, this guy is fake. That one is fake. This one is fake. You're not gathering with Jesus. You're working against Jesus. Mm. Some of you just want people to preach like your pastor that you are loved from 1905. Some people have a different message. Mm -hmm. Are they bringing souls to Jesus? Are they bringing people to Jesus? That's what matters. Keep going. Watch this. 
Verse 31. Mm-hmm. Wherefore, I say unto you, all manner of sin and blasphemy shall be forgiven unto men. All manner of sin and blasphemy shall be forgiven to men. But the blasphemy against the Holy Ghost shall not be forgiven unto and men. And the blasphemy against the Holy Ghost shall not be forgiven. Why? Because if manifestation is being done by the Holy Spirit, then the kingdom has come. So we know the one who brings the kingdom is the Holy Spirit. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Your kingdom come. The one who brings the kingdom is the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is the one that governs heaven. So where the Holy Spirit is, there is fullness of joy. There is deliverance. There is liberty because the atmosphere of heaven comes to you. Mm. Keep going. Watch this. Verse 32. Mm-hmm. And whosoever spaketh the word against the Son of Man, it shall be forgiven him. You can insult Jesus all you want. He will forgive you. But whosoever speaketh against the Holy Ghost, it shall not be forgiven him. Whoever Neither. speaks against the Holy Spirit. So you have to ask yourself, it's not insulting. How do you speak against the Holy Spirit? Jesus will tell you. Keep going. It shall not be forgiven him, neither in this world, neither in the world to come. If you, if you, if you speak against the Holy Spirit, you will not be forgiven now or even the world to come. Keep going. Jesus. Verse 33. Uh-huh. Either make the tree good and his fruit good, or else make the tree corrupt and his fruit corrupt. For the mm. tree is known by his fruit. Mm-hmm. Keep going. So Jesus is saying this. He's saying either you produce good or you produce bad. But what you're doing is proving who you are. Mm. Because you are producing bad fruits that nobody can benefit from. Mm. Keep going. Wow. Verse 34. Mm. O generation of vipers, vipers, how can ye being evil... Speak good things. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. Uh-huh. A good man out of the good treasure of the heart bringeth forth good things. Mm-hmm. And an evil man out of the e- evil treasure bringeth forth evil things. Mm-hmm. But I say unto you that every idle word what that man shall speak, they shall give account thereof in the day of judgment. You will give account for every idle word you spoke against the Holy Ghost. Keep going. Verse 37. For by the words thou shalt be justified, Mm. and by thy words thou shalt be condemned. Uh Then certain of the scribes and of the Pharisees answered, saying, Master, we would see a sign from thee. Mm. But he answered and said unto them, An evil and adulterous generation seeketh after a sign, Mm -hmm. and there shall no sign be given to it, but the sign of... Now stop right there. In another passage, Jesus says this, he says... He said these things, for they said he had a demon. So this warning Jesus was giving them, because everything he did, they were crediting it to the devil. Yet the dead were being raised, the blind were seeing, the lame were being walking. He was bringing people to his father, but they were saying what he was using was Satan. Jesus was offended and he warned them. He said, what you're doing is speaking against the Holy Spirit. And what you're doing, it shall not be forgiven you. You see Prophet Lovi casting out demons. You see me healing the sick. You say, oh, it's fake. They arranged it. You see a blind person saying, oh, that is fake. Deaf ears opening. Ah, they, they, they are paying actors. You're not speaking against me. That's not my work. Mm-hmm. You're speaking against the guy who's making me do these things. Wow. You'll be in danger of making it to hell for no reason. 
A lot of Christians will go to hell not because you sinned against God, because that is forgivable, but because you spoke against the Holy Spirit. Be careful. If you don't like somebody, don't watch them look away. Don't speak just in case it is God leading them. Then what? That's good. If you don't like somebody, say it's not for me and move on. Unless it is just something obvious they're telling you, ah, listen, you need to do this in order to be like, you know, there are people you can obviously tell, you're not leading anyone to Jesus. (laughs) It is there. And there are men of God that preach because they want finances too. It doesn't mean they are false. It just means they are hungry. (laughs) No, it's true. And you, it is your responsibility for man of God is feeding you for you to feed them. They are praying for you, ministering to you, but you're not feeding them. So now they have to use other tricks to get you so that they can take care of their families. The Lord is saying to me, whoever will sow $5.99 right now or $55.55 right now or $20 right now, there will be a 24-hour turnaround. Not because God said, but they believe in the principle of giving, but that's the only way you will feed them. So it's not that their message is wrong. But they are doing certain things because you as the church, you have abandoned the ones that are bringing the word to you. Jesus. So it's still your fault. Partly theirs, but they are doing that because of you. If you took care of them, they wouldn't need to do that. So there are certain things when you see people just trying to prove. You see me, I don't prophesy to flex. I can to just show you how deep I am. I can and it's not a sin. But I'm not concentrated with that. I want to prophesy to make you fear God, give your life to God. I teach so that you can look and look to Jesus, follow after Jesus. I'm not interested in theatrics. Be careful. Don't offend God. I'll say that one more time. Be very, very, very Careful. I'll say it one more time. Be very, very, very careful. If you didn't hear me, I'll say it one more time. (laughs) Be very, very, very careful. You don't know who you may be speaking against. You may be speaking against one that God has chosen. You may be fighting somebody that God has sent to you. And the funny thing is, many of you fight those whom God has ordained to help you. Father, I pray that this message will change your people, bring them to the knowledge of whom you are. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, I love you and I will see you tomorrow. God bless you. Watch this, share this, uh, like it as many times as you can. I hope it helps you and it builds you up in the knowledge of God. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for joining us. We trust that what you have received today will change your life forever. Please follow us on social media at Prophet Lovi and Revelation Church LA for updates, events, and teachings. If you are interested in connecting with this teaching, head over to ProphetLovi.com or RevelationChurchLA.org and click on Giving. Revelation Church is located in Simi Valley, California, and has prophetic service every Thursday night at 7.30 p.m. and Sunday service at 10 a.m. 
We'd love to see you there. Until next time, Shalom.